Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the PPC Chat Roundup. This week we are chatting about making the PPC industry better in 2023. And um, yeah, we're led again by the amazing Julie. And what a topic to talk about. I'm talking about timely. There will never be an untimely time to talk about making, you know, the PPC industry better. You know, how we're feeling about it, what we feel that should be changing and how it should be evolving and, you know, what actually makes our jobs better. So we talk all about that. And it was another like, yeah, packed one as well with even people that had not shown up to the chat for a while rejoining. So, yeah, hope you enjoy our thoughts about talking about how we can all help to make the industry better. Enjoy. Hello and a warm welcome to this episode of the PPC Chat Roundup, a podcast where I round up the Twitter discussion that happens on Tuesdays at 5pm GMT. I'm your host Anu and I'm recording from my studio here in London, UK, and I use this platform to share not just expert, but also my ideas and considered best practices about paid media and the direction the digital industry is going in. So if you want to keep up to date with my tips and tricks in the industry and get the latest on the podcast that has been called your go-to, If you don't make it to the PPC chat live discussions, and even if you do, then follow, share, like, and retweet on that's right, Twitter with my handle, The Marketing Anu, or join us on our LinkedIn group, PPC Chat Roundup Podcast, or if you're on Instagram, why don't you check us out at PPC Chat underscore Roundup to get quotes and snippets from our previous episodes. So yeah, as mentioned already, we are going to be talking about making the PPC industry especially better in 2023. And to be honest, when I first thought of that topic, I thought I'd be talking all about PPC Live UK. Yes, right off the bat talking about it, because I do think it's an event that makes the industry better, like we do on the PPC chat conversations. It's about speakers coming to give their time freely to speak about their expert knowledge about the industry, whether it's Microsoft audience networks or data analysis or audience research, or whether it's, yeah, ad copy, you how to use broad match, the latest we talk about you know how ppc works within the strategy we do a lot of that this community does a lot of that so yeah we get into the best parts of it into the worst parts of it because that's how we know where we should be doing better so yeah we get into that before we get into the questions this chat is intended for ppc professionals of all levels if you have something you want to share please do we are a friendly and supportive community Please don't be afraid to participate. Lurkers, of course, and of course, the podcast listeners are always welcome too. Let's do a little bit of a roll call as to who's around. Gil Gildner has been a regular lately, as well as Boris Beckerick, who joins us. We also have Fraser Andrews. We have Debbie Norton. I was able to join some of it because I was doing a walk. I went to collect my Fitbit from the postage where it had, had been delivered. Kristen joined us, Dwayne Brown, Kirk Williams. Yeah, that's that's not a name that we've seen on the chat too often lately. Sean Ellie as well joins. Anyway, let's get into the questions now. So starting off, Julie asks, if you had to describe the state of the PPC industry in 2023, how would you describe it? Kristen goes, I feel the PPC industry is still growing and it is overall healthy. The one portion creating waves is the instability those in the industry are feeling due to questions around chat GPT's place in the entire PPC atmosphere. Julie goes, I cannot wait for the AI talk to calm down. Lots of AI talk, especially with Google coming out with Bard, which is pretty much going to be their version of chat GPT. Have you heard about that yet? Gil Gilner then goes, do you write this tweet with chat GPT or Bard? 
word. <laughs> exactly, right? No, I will not be writing any tweets with any AI. I'll still be doing that myself or hiring someone to help me with threads and stern the likes. Kirk Williams goes, I am walking into 2023 more optimistic about search as a channel than I have been the last few years. It's still available to people and I think it's here to stay for a long time. PPC is a different story as Google continues to push for more control with less reported data. Kirk Williams goes, the willingness of the DOG now to take aim at both search and display is significant and in my opinion is a sign of Google acting like Icarus. They use their market dominance to assert too much control for too long while removing insights, data, etc. advertisers had relied on. He continues not to mention ChatGPT added natively to Bing would be one of the biggest threats to Google's search existence that they haven't purchased in the past decade. He continues all that to repeat my first tweet. I think 2023 is a great year for search. I think 2023 will be a really interesting year for Google. And Julie also replies to that saying the train has definitely now left the station here in the US, which has lagged behind Europe in regulation. Yeah, I feel there's a lot of lagging behind that Google did in terms of regulations that just the laws, the regulations did compared to the US and the UK or just Europe in general. Gilgilner responds saying, yeah, I think in terms of ad spend or economic stability, it's oddly healthier than I'd expect. People are nervous, but still spending. In terms of people, lots of folks seem really on edge, but I think that's mostly just a cyclical thing. So yeah, they'll get back to being at rest very soon. Boris responds saying, work is good for sure and budget's healthy from what I see. Economic developments have people on alert for sure. If we make it through this year, strong will be. Debbie goes expensive. Cost per lead has increased exponentially across multiple industries. And that's in response to question one. And as Horth responds saying, the state of the PPC industry in 2023 makes me think of boiling spaghetti. Not sure what to make of it. Tastes good with the right sauce. Gets really boring when overcooked. And Boris gives another answer to question one as well. So in absolute frenzy, it's always changing. And bow, everyone is crazy about AI. And I'm like, can we please all take a chill pill and focus on the basics, please? Fraser Andrews goes, hey gang, hectic is definitely the word. It's never been as important to stay on the ball with everything from privacy changes to product updates. Whilst exciting, there's literally loads to say on top of, well, there's boatloads to say on top of the PPC chat conversation. And yeah, I go absolutely to that. And then I go, yeah, from my end, uh, which is similar to what Fraser says, the industry is busy. You know, there's lots of updates going on. Clients want to try and test loads of things, but want to be quick with the results, want to quickly see results on what's going to work. I'm thankful for that. They want to test new things. That means I'm within a job, but sometimes the pace is a little bit like, okay, can we, can we slow down a little bit? So, cause I say we almost can't keep up with how much they want to do. Almost though, not, not completely. Dwayne goes, yeah, too much work is something I am always grateful for. Yeah, I definitely should be. Although I have said, and I said this with my manager saying, I wouldn't mind at least a few boring days in a month. <laughs> Dwayne goes, I call those my weekends, Annie. <laughs> yeah, my weekends aren't boring either as well. So I want some boring working days. That's what I'd like. Julie then responds to question one saying, I think we are in a phase of great change between Apple's ATT COVID and the appetite for privacy regulation heating up. A lot of how it's been is no longer how it is or how it will be. And the pace of change within platforms has been fast. Kristen goes 100% on the speed of change. It is moving at light speed and getting ahead of it is important. Absolutely so. 
And we've got Sean Ellie responding to question one, saying, I feel like the industry has always been one of the constant change, but it seems ramped up over the past six to 18 months. Yeah, it's a double-edged sword in it creates a fast pace, always learning environment, but can become tedious and more tiring to keep up with and keep driving results. Yeah, it's a double-edged sword is pretty much the kind of thing I was saying that Dwayne was arguing with me about. Well, not arguing, debating with me about. Dwayne then continues and gives his answer to question one, saying, yeah, pinball machine, lots of noise, things move fast and it can be hard to maintain momentum. Plus all the flashing lights, chat GPT, are making it hard to sleep. Yeah, right? You never know what you're going to wake up to. It's always some exciting news, right? We then have Sophie Logan then responded to question one herself saying as fast paced and ever changing as it's ever been, those job descriptions weren't lying. Yeah, you need to be fast paced. You need to have an attention to detail. I remember that was one thing that I saw in job descriptions when I started my career. And I think to myself, boy, oh boy, is that requirement still very important because if you miss anything, it's about, you know, putting up the wrong ad copy. It's about, you know, changing the wrong bid. One of my biggest mistakes that I will be openly... nervously share was the fact that at some point for competitor ad copy for when I was working at an agency instead of making the bids 20 pence I made it 20 pounds and I didn't figure it out for like a few hours so yeah quite a bit of a spike in spend I'm sure Google loved that so yeah attention to detail is very important and with fast-paced and ever-changing going on right now more important than ever with things that have been sunsetted, you know, the kind of ad copy that you're using now might be sunsetted tomorrow. Well, I doubt RSA is going to be going anywhere anytime soon without a reasonable replacement. Imagine if they give up on RSA and bring ETAs back. Oh, wouldn't that be a dream? Anyway, Tim Halloran goes in a word, cacophony. How do you say that word? You know what I mean? I was reading a fiction yesterday and this felt oddly familiar. Paraphrased, obviously. I took a deep breath. A tide of fatigue and confusion washed over me. I missed the easy rhythm, the comforting monotony of my life as a square bracket PPC marketer pre-2020. Ha, interesting. Diana Alina also responds saying, I also think that hectic and rapidly changing are the words that best describe PPC now. Ashton Clark goes, like others have said, I think PPC is in a state of change. Privacy regulations are impacting strategies and tactics. Control is being taken away from advertisers and platforms are leaning even more heavily into automation. We're having to learn new ways to get results. And then Julie takes us on to question two. And by the way, there are only four questions today because the conversation was very lively just on those conversations. So you hear me, you know, going through a lot of discussions that based on one question and that meant we only went through four questions. She might actually add a few more of the ones that she was hoping to ask on Thursday. So join the Twitter spaces chat on Thursday if you want to hear more about this discussion. Anyway, getting into question two, she asks, what is something that you think is really positive about the PPC industry and all the work that we do? Debbie Norton goes, the positive side of PPC for me is that we can get placement at the top of the search while waiting for SEO. PPC is the fast pace to the top in search. SEO is the process of getting to the top in the search. Christina responds as well saying, I think it's very exciting to help companies discover new audiences and customers from work and testing done in PPC. Also, finding ways to increase bottom line revenue is also a favorite. Gil Gilner responds saying the power with which a good PPC campaign can have upon a company's sale. It's so satisfying to have a client's business do materially better because of our work. The wealth trickles down. Companies thrive. I love seeing it. 
And then we have Diana Lina responding to question two, saying the fact that you can still bring good results for brands in spite of all the changes occurring. A good PPC specialist knows how to ride well all these changes and become even better with time. I absolutely agree with that. Fraser Andrews goes mentioned it a few weeks back, but my appreciation for Bing has gone way up. Also notice that the platform uses GA style annotations on the performance data in platform. So simple, but genuine time saver. Gil responds to that saying, if Bing pays attention to any of this PPC chat sentiment, they'll open up advertiser transparency and absolutely crush Google. So good Bing, if you're watching, take heed. Yeah, Fraser then goes, if you're listening, Bing, I'm here for merch. <laughs> Aren't we all in this industry? Lawrence joins the conversation. Hey, Lawrence. He responds to question one saying, sorry, late, but I would say we are at the precipice of a shift in how we do things in the next few years. There is so much change happening right now. It is both exciting and little nerve wracking. Julie responds to question two saying, helping brands hit that magical place of putting the right message in front of the right person at the right time is still thrilling. Boris responds, yes, that's what I was getting at. Get back to basics. Julia Vice responds, yeah, I'm not actually on the chat today, but I feel this. Yeah, I was going to say she wasn't in the roll call in the beginning because, yeah, I didn't see many of her tweets. Lessa, I hope she's okay. Lawrence also answers question two, saying the work we do employs other people. If we do our jobs, we are driving leads and revenue for companies. This allows salespeople, customer service, product developers, operations to have jobs, feed families, enjoy life. I also respond to question two saying, yeah, I will never get tired of saying this, this PPC chat community. And that's in response to what is something that I think is really positive about the PPC industry. This PPC chat industry again and again and again. We are at the most interesting, I feel, and most evolving stage of PPC, at least in my career tenure so far. And we are so generous with the information and knowledge that we have. We're always sharing tactics. We're sharing strategies. It's one of the things where I remember hearing this lady, Amy, she said something really important that because if you're going to share how you do paid search, it's almost like, especially when people are afraid of sharing the strategy and someone will steal their idea because you can see how a barber cuts your hair or cuts somebody's hair doesn't mean you can just go home and do the same job, you know, because you can see how the person that does it and how they share their secret doesn't mean that you have their secret source. So yeah, as I said, I keep on going saying we are the most interesting and most evolving stage of PPC and we are so generous with the information and knowledge we have regarding the work. It's far from boring right now. Definitely. Gil Gilner responds to my tweet there saying agreed 100% I have benefited so much from friends I've made in the PVC world marketing like any career isn't a zero-sum game and it's awesome to see the knowledge passed back and forth freely Sophie Logan goes the online and offline PPC community is the greatest I love the way that she says the offline as well because ah oh, the PPC chat UK community they keep showing up they keep making me work hard but making it so worth it. She continues, it's full of so many lovely people. Boris goes, some really nice people. Molly responds saying, this community is awesome. One of my goals of 2023 is to be less of a lurker and more involved. Yes, Molly, get involved. We are a very lovely and friendly bunch. 
Sean Elio as well responds to question two saying, I think the changes or restrictions on what we can see have forced us to be more creative and much better with data than we were two to three years ago. Sophie Logan gives her answer to question two, which was pretty much a response to Julie, where Julie had gone helping brands hit that magical place of putting the right message in front of the right person at the right time is still thrilling. Sophie goes completely agree that buzz when everything you've done all comes together and works out for your client. Absolutely so. And then, yeah, we've got Dwayne Brown responding saying beyond getting to work remote, we get to help businesses grow and build stronger foundations. Boris Beckerick responds saying that I get to work with cool people and brands and agencies of all shapes and sizes. Also, most importantly, it's a great industry and everyone shares freely the best. Tony Zara responds to question two saying, I think there are a ton of great experts that help their clients think about their business in new ways. Seeing PPC experts working with clients to create positive feedback loops is amazing. Ashton Clark responds saying PPC is still a great way to grow revenues, sales, etc. And it's a nice feeling when clients start to see real results on their end, especially small businesses. I also think that the people or community are a great part of being in this industry. Brett Bodowski responds to question two saying the fact that there are still numerous companies able to utilize PPC to drive significant positive performance for their business, PPC can still be used to help reach business objectives. Julie then takes us on to question three. Okay, now for the flip side. And this one, I'm always scared about who I'm going to insult. So I didn't give an answer for this. Julie asks question three, what is something that you think is negative or worrisome about the PPC industry and all the work that we do? And I didn't want to put it as a tweet, but I do feel that there are some bad eggs in our industry. It's the honest truth. We are not all full of perfect people. And even the nice ones, we have maybe we've made a few mistakes, but there are actually some people have gone, wow. Your MO, the way you work, <laughs> I don't want to work with you. And how can clients trust you if I've seen this is what you're like? So yeah, it's quite an interesting industry where there are some people that you think that you can trust that I'd be like, be careful, you know, be careful. And this Horth response to question three saying the lack of transparency on campaign performance is worrying and it is getting darker. We take their word on it being a fair auction. Why are we also being kept in the dark on placements, keywords, positions? And Julie responds, it is absolutely harder to trust, but verify now. And when a platform's incentives and advertisers' incentives are not completely aligned, asking for blind trust is a mighty big ask. Not that a choice is offered. <laughs> choice. And his response saying, the setupness, actually totally unfair to the marketer. I just hate seeing it get worse. And Gil Gilner as well responds to question three saying we are revenue adjacent to clients. That means when things get tight, you start to see people make reactive mistakes. When folks are under financial pressure, they start to do some weird things. PPC folks and clients alike. Kristen responds to question three saying one negative I see refers back to the speed everything moves. If people become married to the keyword centric way of handling PPC, they will be scrambling as everything evolves. Exactly. That's such a fair point. If you keep sticking to things, the way you are doing things and the way things have been done and you can't evolve and you're not open to change as a lot of that is happening, you'll be trying outdated tactics. You'll be testing out outdated things and your results will not be improving. 
been noting response to question three saying concerns about the future of PPC, perhaps chat GPT doing it. And yeah, Kristen gives another answer saying one other concern of mine is with Google taking levers and controls away from us and keeping everything automated. Yeah, I think that's just a standard, just not even worth mentioning. Yeah, taking control, but do we have a choice? Tim Halloran responds to question two saying, for me, it's the constant learning. It makes it difficult, although not impossible, to stagnate. Every day, there's always something else you can dig into and explore and see how it could benefit a client's strategy. And Diana Alina says something that, yeah, I think we're all in agreement with her. She goes, less transparency for advertisers, less data can lead to poorer decisions. And it's sad it's out of our control. Brad Bodowski responds to question three, saying having less control over variables, which historically proven not to work or have poor performance, leaving it in the hands of the machine. Fraser Andrews responds saying the can of worms I'm expecting from this question, <laughs> as in question three. Oh, we need an answer, Fraser. Tim Hallery then responds to Gil Gilner, where Gil had gone, we are revenue adjacent to clients. That means when things get tight, you start to see people making reactive mistakes. Tim Halloran then responds to that saying, when things get tight, you start to see people making reactive mistakes. 100% couldn't agree more. You can almost smell it coming too. Yeah, especially with when Ashton Clark said, well, is it last week or a few weeks ago that somebody really did do an auto apply recommendations, which created DSA campaigns. It deleted exact and phrase match keywords. And then he created smart bidding campaigns and he created smart shopping. I lost small campaigns. Are there small campaigns? Oh yeah. I don't really go into Google much and I've not seen many of my clients using smart campaigns. So yeah, just a really about being careful about those being rush, rushing to test certain things. We then have Boris Beckerick responding to question three, saying the focus on hacks or short-term solutions, high road chat gpt the gurus hard to separate the good from the bad if you don't know which questions to ask sean Ellie responds yeah comment ai and i'll send you my foolproof plan to become a millionaire using chat gpt a short-term thinking is so big it's such a massive problem i can't even describe how massive it is people are out there turning down a hundred thousand dollars over years so they can make a hundred dollars today yeah boris goes instant rewards are really powerful yeah as well as instant gratifications doing brown responding an agency saying pay me four thousand dollars today to do your account audit and give our expertise makes sense i don't see my doctor lawyer or mechanic doing free work if a company can spend a hundred thousand dollars they can afford a paid audit rising tide lifts all boats and not working for free yeah Lawrence goes always know your worth and then doing free audits is as bad as competing on price Dwayne continues it's a race to the bottom to see who can give away the most work for free clients don't respect you if they won't pay you for your account audit Ashton then gives a very ugh, interesting anecdote just today I read someone's LinkedIn post who did free audits in exchange for testimonials, but everyone who signed up ghosted her once the work was done. Free work derails so much. It just also embarrasses me. Well, not embarrasses me. It's, it's I feel very sad that it's a lady as well because we don't really get a great rep. <laughs> I mean, not in the PBC chat community. Thankfully, we have some brilliant ladies, but yeah, we don't get a great rep, especially if we're juniors. So doing things like that doesn't look good at all. Dwayne Brown responds saying expensive lessons this person learnt. Free work is such a short-term thinking mindset. It's not even funny. Play the long game and get paid for your work. People will respect your advice more 
and share your skills with their network. Ashwin responds saying, yep. And you want to devalue the market for other service providers, which means more well-paying opportunities for more people. Lawrence responds saying, time is literally the most valuable asset we have. If you give your time away for free, then you do not value your time. And that sends a signal to others. They will literally hear what you are telling them. Boris responds, yeah, genuinely curious at what prompted this exchange because nowhere did anyone mention to be working for free. <laughs> oh, they go much more into that. And Tim Halloran goes, yeah, trying to attain conscious incompetence in an industry that's hell-bent on keeping you at unconscious incompetence. Example, the moment you know what question to ask, the game changes. And I think that's what we've been having really with Google and Bing. We've started really asking the right questions, the relevant questions. And so people are like, ah, Google and Bing are like, ah, we need to stay on top of our game as well. Sean Elliden responds to question three saying the continued changes and BS from the platforms in the guise of privacy. They don't care about privacy that impact small businesses and low budget accounts far greater. And then, yeah, Ashton Clark responds to question three saying having to rely on big tech companies is a little worrisome for me. You can diversify platforms to an extent, but we're still subject to what's happening at Google, Meta, etc., I'm also not a huge fan of Zuckerberg and Elon Musk and it'd be irresponsible at work to ignore their companies. Yeah, because they're a large percentage. And I was like this. This is really my answer to question three as well. Tech companies and relying on just a couple of them. Tim Halloran goes same. I felt for a while now that we need more disruption in search. If Google is any indication on what happens when tech monopolizes an industry, same for social, but a little different. And Sophie Logan responds to question three saying losing control, platform decisions, privacy, country specific rules and regulations, just something we have to accept and do our best to make work for us. Lawrence Chase responds saying the negatives will probably be the lack of transparency by advertising platforms. The other is going to be privacy issues. Oh, and GA4. My brands are really struggling with using it. Both of these things are going to have a pretty substantial impact on brands. And Beam Analytics response, have you considered making your brand's lives easier by throwing GA4 away and using something a bit nicer? So that's someone from Google Analytics and their Twitter bio is the Google Analytics alternative that is GDPR compliant. Yeah, I wonder which nicer tool they're talking about, right? And then Dwayne responds to question three saying, still too many used car salespeople who overpromise and underdeliver. Those who compete on price drag down pricing across the industry, set on realistic expectations with clients on what it costs to do the job properly. And then, yeah, Julie takes us on to question four, which, yeah, by the way, I don't even think she realized this will be the last question, but it was the last question. What kind of change would you like to see happened in the PPC industry in 2023. Anders goes more transparency in reporting open those databases. Gil Gilner responds saying marketing is a small world. PPC is even smaller. Treating folks with respect is critical for long-term success. Here, here. <laughs> I would love for folks to listen to each other, stop being insecure, realize we're all on the same page and for Google to listen to us. Listen to us, Google. Alfred Simon responds saying this right here. I don't think I can have a better answer for this question. Yeah, well said then, Gil. We then have Boris Becker's response to question forcing wishful thinking, but I'd like to see a real threat for Google, someone forcing them to up their game and not just force change up in advertisers. So yeah, not just another 
Google and just another option like Bing, but actually a real contender. Maybe I'd even say yes, like what Apple search ads are doing. Oh my God, Gil stole the words out of my hands. Yeah, Gil went Apple search ads and we, yeah, Boris goes, if only. Who knows? Who knows? Cross fingers and toes. Danielina responds to question four saying more visibility on the PMAX data improvements in the GA4 UI, account managers of the ad platforms that really care about an account and aren't only revenue oriented, less push from their side on what doesn't seem to fit or work for a brand. Julie goes, well, as long as we're wishing more platform transparency, yeah, yeah, wishful, less of people tweeting about their crazy success with no context, more voices being heard, written and speaking, real conversations about responsible and ethical use of consumer data. Lawrence responds saying, oh, the crazy success story headlines that make regular folks feel great about their successes. You don't need to make six figure or seven to be successful. Absolutely. Make regular folks feel not so great, I'd say, about their successes, right? Julie then responds to that. I was thinking that what do you want out of your PPC career in life as a chat topic to combat all the crap? Yes, I would pay attention to that. What do we want from my, our career? I have so many answers around that, which is why I started PBC Live UK. Lawrence Chase responds to question four saying, Judy, you don't ask more questions, do you? Platform wishes would be Apple to disrupt the market, Microsoft with the new AI push, Google to be better and maybe connect LinkedIn to Microsoft's advertising tool for the community. Just keep being good to each other. Love that. Sophie Logan goes forever screaming for platforms to think about lead gen accounts more and also for them to start developing some more innovative lead gen focused features. Sean Ellie responds, yeah, saying as a user, I have seen Google get worse. I think the time is prime for someone to make a push. As others have said, I think us as marketers would love to follow and put clients and money on a more trustworthy platform. And Ashton Clark responds saying, on a broad level, I'd like to see the platforms cater to B2B advertisers more than just e-com or B2C. A more specific change, I'd also love to see CTR and or conversion data or RSA headlines and descriptions. And I'll keep beating that drum until we get somewhere. <laughs> Hello, L. Fraser Andrews responds to question four saying, greater support, which is genuinely human. Google support teams, especially Dublin, used to be massively beneficial. I remember that as well, and I agree with Fraser on that. This level of support made our job easier and meant more money for the platforms. I miss those days. Tim Halloran's wishful thinking and wishes for the industry is quite simple. Offline editor for Facebook. And then Hector responds to question four as well, saying, I would say setting realistic expectations with yourself and your clients Last year, this led me to go under knives, a deadly experience. So I would definitely say people who talk about the right or metrics that are realistic, rest of the things PPC chat will manage, I'm sure. And on that note, we come to the end of this chat. Yeah, where we, we've been talking about, yeah, what we wish for the interest, the industry, how we feel the state of the industry is at the moment. Do you agree with that? Are you busy? Do you feel like you're actually, you know, not as busy as the rest of us? I wish. I want you to tell me your secret. <laughs> I hope it's not that you don't have a job and I hope it's not that you're out of a role. All those people who have lost their jobs, whether in the digital marketing or outside I really hope you find your way back in feeling self-fulfilled, in not feeling desperate, in knowing your worth and getting back into the job market of a role that you deserve and is comparable 
to what you were having before. So yeah, we have Julie Ogo who's going probably going to continue, not probably, is going to be continuing this conversation on Thursday. So join us for, yeah, Thursday, the audio version on Twitter Spaces. That will be Thursday, February 9th at 12 p.m. Eastern Time or 5 p.m. GMT. I hope you got some great takeaways from it. And if you have more to share, join us on Thursday. For any feedback about the podcast or maybe any corrections on anything that has been shared, please get in touch with me on Twitter. My DMs are open on the handle The Marketing Anu or on LinkedIn. There's the PVC Chat Roundup group or just, yeah, look for my name, Anu Adekbola. Or look for The Marketing Anu. If you search for The Marketing Anu, you'll see all my posts and you'll see my profile. So yeah, would love a connection if you'd like. It would also be great for any longstanding and brand new listeners to give the podcast a review. It really helps with the growth strategy of the podcast. You can do that on Spotify, especially of just leaving a rating of four or five stars. Just go to linktree.com forward slash PPC chat underscore roundup. So yeah, and after the success of our February event, I'm so excited to announce that we're going to have our March event on 30th of April of the PPC Live UK March event where we're going to be celebrating Women's History Month. We're going to have three amazing speakers on stage with us. I've already got a headline sponsor, so it's going to happen. It's definitely going to happen. No stress about that. The finances are in place. We're going to try to source some very nice and spicy food this time, not pizza. So yeah, if you want to join us there, go to bit.ly forward slash PPC Live UK MAR 23. So that's the short for March MAR 23. Yeah. So finally, remember for your campaigns and businesses to glide smoothly, there's a lot of hard work needed beneath the surface. So keep your swans kicking. Bye and speak to you next week. Mm-hmm.